Welcome back, right? We're back for another Caveman's Corner. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. It's been since COVID started, it feels like. We've done a few since then, but we're back on the ball right now. Yep. All right. We're going to have Mahmoud Abid. I think that's how you say his name. I don't really know how to say his last name, even though I've known him for a long time. And we actually <laughs> work for him, right? We should know it, but we don't. <laughs> Just call him Bubba. Yeah. So we're going to have Bubba on. We're going to talk about FCP. FCP is coming back to uh, Rochester this weekend. First uh, fight, right? Since uh, First COVID. fight since COVID, yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, give Mahmoud a call and uh, see what we got. We'll talk about the fights, what it takes to get it put together. All right. And don't forget, we got to like both talk into the phone, too. Yep. Cool. All right. Doobie, doobie, doo. Problems with the podcast in the day. Hello? Hey, how's it going, Mahmoud? How you doing? Hey, what's going on? Not much. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah, for sure, man. Absolutely. <laughs> we got uh, we got FCP going on again. What uh, what did you have to do to make this happen? Well, going back to last year, like during the summer when things were getting better, um, we started talking again about an outdoor event because you were talking about allowing like outdoor. Um, events go on with, you know, a bunch of different protocols and all the stuff, you know, went on. So we actually uh, got a uh, venue situated where the uh, the baseball field and uh, got everything situated. And then all of a sudden, it's around the same time, Como announced that all high school sports, high-risk sports, uh, basically cannot go on for now. So they contacted me again and said, basically, we are classified under the high-risk sport, which is considered, you know, your amateur, you know, high school-type sport. So we said, okay. So we kind of kicked back, relaxed. So back in, I want to say probably, what, towards the end of February, maybe mid-February is when Como announced that, hey, you know, high school sports can resume again, which is high-risk sport. So that kind of included us. So I emailed the state and talked to a few people here locally, and they said, technically speaking, uh, yeah, you can... Uh, resume your shows with, you know, whatever the county has in place and the state has in place as far as the mandates and stuff. Um, but uh, the state did try changing that midway through. They wanted to basically include the amateur and the pro because as of right now, if you were to hold a professional, uh, a professional fight in New York State, it's still um, no fans from what I understand. So you're allowed to do it in amateurs because the rules are a little bit different? A little bit different, considered under high-risk sports, which would be the same thing as high school sports, pretty much. So New York State uh, Athletic Commission was trying to change that and place amateur under that under the pro, but, you know, you just can't start changing stuff as you go along because that's what you feel like because, you know, a lot of the state athletic commission personnel is basically not working. There's nothing going on. You know, so, you know, we end up talking to them and they end up, you know, said, okay, well, you know, basically my show is going to be the first show to go on in New York State when it comes to any type of mixed martial arts and stuff. How much uh, shit did you take trying to get this together from, like, the health department and everybody? (laughs) Well, pretty much the venue handed everything as far as the the county, Monroe County Health Department stuff, the venue had to handle that. Um, I didn't get involved with that. They had to put together a map. Basically, um, most of the floor, let's put it this way, most of the show is, is paved. 
So basically, it's going to be a bunch of tables uh, where are going to be all spaced apart. And then we have maybe 150 chairs on the floor that's going to be, they're going to be all numbered this time. So there's assigned seating on the floor, essentially. And we're going to be opening up the balcony seats for the first time um, at the venue. And that's only going to be like maybe 100 seats for the venue. It's not much. Um, so what they have, what they have got them approved is everything was pretty much done online. So if you needed to buy tickets, you had to buy them online. So basically they have the names of everybody that purchased tickets coming to the show. Mm, makes sense. Did you... Yeah. Um... I know you have to do all kinds of COVID uh, procedures, but with the new uh, vaccine laws passed, do you have to wear a mask at the show? or does so, so this show, we're still going to ask, uh, like I said, this is the first show that's going to go on in all of New York State. So essentially, all eyes on us. Um, the New York State, obviously, you know, ISPA supervises our show, you know, does the commission for our show, but the New York State Athletic Commission is sending out a one of their representatives to oversee the whole show of everything that's going on. So um, basically, we are everybody's going to have to wear masks coming in. If you're walking around, uh, you got to go to the restroom. You have to keep your mask on. But once you sit down at your chair or if you're sitting down at your table, then you could remove your mask. Essentially, no, um, that's, that's not too bad. No, it's not too it's bad. Pretty it's good, pretty, actually. Yeah, and but as far as the fighters and the coaches, everybody's got to keep a mask on. All the officials, um, everybody, as far as all the coaches, all the fighters, have to get COVID testing done. Um, they're asking for uh, basically seventy-two hours before the show to get a regular COVID test. But if you're going to get like a rapid test done, they have to go uh, Friday before weigh-ins and get it done and bring the results with you to weigh-ins. Oh, the rapid test has to be done uh, Friday. On Friday, correct. Oh, I'm glad you told me that because I was going to go get one on Thursday. So thank you for yeah. the heads up. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, rapid test on Friday, but if it's a regular test, uh, the nasal swab works at both of the lab. That can be done on Wednesday. Yeah, because sometimes I don't come back real quick. I got one before, and it was like four days. Yeah, that's a lot of people can tell me that in Buffalo. Here in Rochester, almost all the regular testing here is 24 hours. Oh, that's and awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. So... But every place is different. Depends if they got to send it out to out-of-state labs and stuff like that. But, you know, things are kind of winding down now. I'm just so going to say, Bellator got mine back in an hour. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, nobody's really, you know, getting tested that much. You know, the numbers are coming down. You know, so hopefully after this show, things will be a lot different. You know, we're, we're probably looking at putting on another show sometime in August um, just to get through the summer and things like that. So did you have about 3,000 people trying to get on your show? I know uh, I know we had a bunch of guys from our gym trying to get on. Yeah, there. so I had a bunch of people messaging me, um, you know, coming in. So I had a huge list. But the only problem was, you know, everybody's weights was off. Um, I had fighters contact me and say, hey, um, you know, I'm going to fight at 145. But then later on, like, oh, no, it's either... You know, I'm, I'm 155 or 165. So things changed a lot, you know, within the last month, essentially. But uh, for sure, I had a lot of people reaching out. And um, most of all, I was, you know, trying to deal with, you know, the, the gyms, obviously, like WNY and, you know, the 
you know, the big gyms out there that I know these fighters are going to show up, do the right thing, and, you know, and follow the protocol. You know, it's, uh, and, and not, not saying anything bad about, like, the independent fighters out there who don't have a gym but still come up and show up, you know. But, obviously, like I said, things will be a little different for this show. Um, for instance, you know, fighters were able to come upstairs and uh, they'd be, like, all fenced in where they could watch the fights. They can't do that this time. Everybody has to stay in the locker room, so it's their time, you know, to come out to be the next fight to get in the cage. What's going to happen uh, in the locker rooms when guys are done fighting? Are they going to have to be escorted so, out of the building? So, or? so what we're going to do is we're going to bring in all the kickboxing fights first. So all the kickboxers are going to come in first. Um, we'll get them all situated into the locker rooms. And then we'll have all the MMA fighters go through different rooms um, first. And as we start clearing out the locker rooms, for, uh, the kickboxers, we'll have somebody down there... Um, sanitize and spraying down the actual locker rooms um, and uh, then getting everybody checked back in, you know, for the MMA fighters downstairs into the locker rooms pretty much. Wow, sounds like going to be crazy down there. Yeah, because usually, we, you know, everybody's kind of down there all at once, you know, but yeah. like as of right now, we're at 20 fights. Dang. So are, are you yes. going to do different reporting times then too, or is everyone going to be there and like stuffed in rooms and well, what we're going to do is we're going to have all the kickboxers. We asked everybody to report at 3 o'clock. So, obviously, the, shows are, the show is going to start at 6 o'clock on time. Like, 6 o'clock it's going to start. Mm-hmm. The first fight will kick off right away. Usually, you know, we probably kick off 6.15, 6.20, 6.25. But, you know, this time we're going to be following a strict schedule and um, get the kickboxers in down there. And you know, I would say... Once I have probably about four kickboxing fights left, then I can get the MMA guys down there also. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely looking forward to it. It's going to be a huge show. Like I said, a little different. You know, obviously we're going to be doing the same thing as far as uh, in-between fights. I'll have somebody uh, sanitizing the cage in between uh, in between the fights. You know, I invested into these uh, sanitizing guns, you know, where you just spray the liquid on there, you know. Yeah, we have them at the gym. I, they're pretty sweet, actually. You feel like a Ghostbuster. Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't used I haven't used them yet. So we just, I literally just got them in. Uh, I think Thursday or Friday they just came in. Yeah, we've been uh, using them since we reopened, and you have to spray like after every class, and like. And I, I got the the gun at work. Yeah, it's pretty it looked like, look like a Mac Ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like uh, Egon Spangler, like spraying, like I'm trying to get a ghost. It's pretty fun, yeah. actually. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Like I said, you know, like you know, a lot. I like. I know a lot of fighters are not going to like like the new protocols and how we run stuff for the show. But obviously, safety is going to come first for everybody. And at the same time, you know, we want to minimize anybody. If God forbid there is any COVID in the room or any of that, we want to minimize that because we want to give these events a bad name out there for all the other promoters trying to put on shows moving forward. For sure. You know? I got a personal question you might not want to answer this or not, but uh, how are you even going to make money doing all this extra stuff and selling less tickets? And seems so, like a- you know, Jeff, um, a lot of people probably won't believe it. I'm not, I was never in this for the money. Um, I have spent thousands of dollars putting on these shows. Um, just taking MMA to the next level here in um, upstate New York has been a big thing for me personally. Um, obviously, you know, this is not my main thing. As far as I do this on the side, you know, I just, I, I enjoy it. 
Um, obviously, we did have to raise the ticket prices. So, you know, um, and the table prices. So the, that, I'm hoping that will help, you know, cover for most of the show. You know, for the, you know, obviously having to, you know, charge more money. Right. Um, but, like, you know, bigger, big thing right now is insurance is going to be a, a little bit more money just because they're going to want to include stuff with COVID in there. Um, a big uh, EMP. <laughs> Usually we use AMR. AMR, obviously, we have, a, we have a contract with them and stuff, but they're so short staffed, they're not doing any standby events. Man, so what do you got to, like, Go out to someone else? So, yeah, so I had to go to another company here in Rochester, another local uh, EMP company, and they were pretty much probably about, I want to say, 50% more than AMR for the the EMP standby. You know, so, you know, obviously, you know, you have to invest in a lot of different things. I'm going to have more staff there, you know, work, you know, for the cleaning up. Uh, I have to invest in more, a bunch of more money on new gloves, you know, just anything and everything, you know, we, we did it all. The sprayers, sure too. Like, there's so much stuff. Moving the cage in and out. Like, people understand the cost associated with putting on an event. Yeah, I could imagine the uh, the the chemicals, you know, to uh, spray down, disinfect the the ring, you know? Costs a lot of yeah. money. And a locker room. Yeah. Well, the sanitized, you know, those, the guns, those sanitized guns, those are like a couple hundred dollars each. Yeah, definitely. Just, just for those. Um, so, but, uh, you know, we always, I always bring in a huge staff to help set up the show, you know, like I said, this time around, because the floor is going to be three deep, all assigned seating, you know, we have to make sure everything's spaced apart and we're going to have to sticker all the chairs and tables on the floor. So people, as they come in, they know where, where they're going, you know, before it was just more of a, you know, first come first serve basis. Yeah, dude, that sounds so rough. And like, I mean. I don't know anything about the finances of that you're making on the show, but I mean, judging by the people in there and the expense that I see, like having the arena and everything, you can't be like making a lot of money. Like, I mean, a, people think you make a ton of money, but I'm sure you're not making a lot of money putting the shows on. No. And, and be honest with you, something just came up through the state. I, I can't elaborate too much on it right now. Um, basically something else, something happened with another promoter in New York state. And now the state is looking at other promoters in New York State. So they might be looking at uh, promotions owing back money mm-hmm. for something. It's just it's a long story, but uh, obviously we'll deal with this after the show. Um, you know, we're going to have to get lawyers and accountants yeah. involved and stuff like that. But it's just, it's basically a way of New York State trying to look for, try to get money from people. Can I hear that one in person when I see you? What is it? Can I hear that story in person when I see you after the show? I would love to hear that story. I know you don't want to put it public, but I want to hear what's going on. Yeah, I like to hit my ear the grindstone. Yeah, and it's not just mixed martial arts. You're going to be looking at BJJ events, uh, wrestling events, karate events, any type of events. Cuomo needs that money. <laughs> yeah. it, it, essentially, if, if, they, if they do with what they're trying to do, um, it's going to be a huge, huge, huge lawsuit against New York State. You know, to even try to, to pull some strings like that. You know, it's, like I said, it's a long story. And, you know, hopefully we can get it rectified so it doesn't go to the next level. You right. know, they're just smart about it. But, uh, yeah, for sure, like I said, you know, um, I think, you know, they allowed us uh, 10% capacity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not making money with 10% capacity. No no offense. Like I, I bought you know, two tickets. 
you know, obviously ticket prices are a lot more than before, you know, but I'm hoping that, you know, um, people will still have a great time. Obviously, it's less people. And uh, definitely a lot of exciting fights. We're talking about it's been a year and a half. The last show we had was February 1st of last year, right before COVID hit. And you guys are the first guys putting a show on, too, so you know you're getting everybody. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. So, um, you know, probably, I would say between now and the next week, I think we end up with between 15 to 16 fights. That's still going to be huge. Yeah, that's you know, crazy. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm not looking forward to that, but I am looking forward to that. Like, especially if I can't go out and watch the fights. Like, it's long sitting back there for 17, 18 fights. But, like, if you're out in the crowd and you can watch every fight, that's amazing. But as a coach, when you're sitting in the back, it's, if you're not allowed out, that's going to yeah, be pretty shitty. No offense. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard. They just, you know, they don't want people walking around. Yeah. They, they just want to keep every, you know, it's, you know, I guess, like I said, for this show, it's just, it's just a big thing of, uh, of trying uh hold on one second no worries edit at 2114 all right i'm back cool good to hear you back uh, we'll, we'll cut that part out i have the edit mark in there so we're good all right, perfect yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know like i said it was just hard enough to get this show approved and you know to allow us to just to move on and, and get things done so it's you know, I was just keeping my fingers crossed for the whole time, you know, make sure everything goes well and the COVID cases don't continue to go back up again and they try to close things down again. So that was kind of the biggest thing, you yeah. know. Obviously, you know, the biggest test is going to be next week. You know, I pray and hope that none of the fighters do end up having COVID after they get tested, you right. know. Um, I was talking to a few people and I heard that, um, officials, even doctors, are saying, you know, if people start getting vaccinated and they are vaccinated, they might waive the COVID testing mm-hmm. for fighters in coaches. That would be good. You know, when, moving forward after this. When that happens, I'll go get the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I obviously I had, you know, I, I got the vaccine. I do a lot of traveling. So, yeah. you know, I'll be, and I go overseas, so I'll be leaving overseas in the next couple of months. Um, you know, so the only way to move, go overseas right now is uh, you have to have the COVID vaccine. Yeah. So I kind of had no choice with that. So, but, um, you know, just like I said, hoping for the best. Right. For this. Like, um, I, I know that you guys have been, like, saying that the show's going to be on for a while. And when it first came out, I was warning the guys. I was like, man, just because they say they're going to have a show doesn't mean, like, we're going to have a show. So train for the show, but be ready to not do the show, you know. Well, and I, it's been tough. I did a lot of research. I did a lot of talking, uh, emails back and forth with uh, a lot of different officials, you know, before I actually announced it. Right. Um, and then, like I said, once I got all my ducks in a row and I got all my emails saying that you are good to go, you can put on a show, you know, from a lot of different elected officials, local officials, state officials. So I was like 110% like, okay, we're good to go. And that's when I rebooked the venue. Um, you know, had to obviously talk to the ISKA, make sure everybody's on board, all the officials, the doctor, you know, everybody that has, you know, with the show. And then, like I said, about a month and a half ago, you know, I get the phone call from the state, from the, one of the state commissioners. He's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, this might end up having to be no um, no fans because the state is trying to combine that. I said, well, hold on a second. I says, 
you know, nothing for nothing. You know, I'm not trying to be that person. You know, I, I'm not, I don't like to be that bad person. You know, I work with everybody. You know, you know, I'm a great person when it comes to that. I'm a people person. I said, listen, I says, if the state wants to do that, I says, I'm going to contact my attorney now. I'll hand over all my approvals that I got from all the elected officials locally and within the state saying that everything can go on. And I said, then we're just going to go to court. I'm going to fight it. And then uh, a month, about a week later, I get a phone call back from the state commission. He said, okay, you know, just go on, go along, go ahead with your show. Just make sure you have all your protocols in place and everything is, you know, in line with the uh, health department. And like I said, the venue, I did not get involved with that. The venue took care of all of that. Only thing I literally did was put a price on the uh, tickets. That's, That's it. It's pretty good. We spent about 15, 18 minutes talking about getting a show on. Let's talk about how good this show is going to be. You got a lot of big name guys fighting. Why don't you break down the card a little bit for us? So I got, you know, I'll break down a couple fights. The first, uh, the main event fight for the MMA. Obviously, this is going to be an exciting fight. This should have happened a while ago um, with uh, uh, Musaib, uh, which he was the current 185-pound uh, champ, and um, uh, Jaron from WNY. So they're both going to be fighting for the 205 belt. Why? Why at 205 instead of 185? What? Uh, what's going on? Did he put on weight from COVID or? or... I think so. <laughs> I think so. I was actually just on Facebook and I see the Jaron had posted uh, about you know uh, tough as a weight cut, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, you're only cutting the 205. You're used to cutting the 185. <laughs> you know. So yeah, you know, I I guess you know. COVID, like I said, when I was leading up to matching this card, it was really tough when it came to, you know, matching, you know, the weights. You know, mm-hmm. the weights were just all over the board, you know. Um, but that should be an excited, exciting fight. A um, couple things. Obviously, they're both on a, uh, was it, two-fight win streak for the MMA part? Yeah, Jaws got like two knockouts in a row, too. Yeah. 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 Because he fought. Uh, 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 ja is got actually. Uh, he's on a, including his kickboxing fight. He's on a three a three fight win streak. Right. Um. So and his last fight was back in 2019 against uh, Canadian. Mm-hmm. And then you know uh, Musaib, he's on another like I said two fight win streak. And. Uh, it's crazy because his last two fighters are from the same gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just coincidental, you know, that, you know, it's, you know, all the three fighters are from the same gym. Brought the big boy out to pick up now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that should be a big banger. It should be a really, really good fight. For anyone that's listening to this that don't know these two guys, check out both their social medias because they've both been saying they're going to win. They've both been posting all kinds of videos. They're both sick of each other. It's a very, it's going to be a high tension main event. And 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 both of them ended up going to Florida to train, and they were at the same. Yes, gym. yes, I saw that. And they both trained yeah. with Rashad. Yes. Wow. Ja, and John ja had ja, was just leaving because I was in Florida at the same time, and I get a phone call from Musaib, and he's like, "Yo, how are we ended up at the same? <laughs> like, I don't know." So I think John ja was leaving the same week that uh moose uh got there so um 
we got to see what uh, how this fight is going to end up. You know, like I said, I think it's going to be a really upset. It's going to be a banger. Yeah, this is a, a pro-level fight for anyone that's coming to watch it. It's going to be a hard hit. Yeah, don't, don't miss that one. And it's probably going to be quick. Did both those guys uh, go for the win right off the bat? For sure. For sure. The the second uh, uh, MMA title fight is going to be um, Oscar Garcia. Woo-wee! Versus Alex. Yes, do that. Yeah, so... That's going to be another really good fight. Um, I've watched our Oscar fight for a long time. You know, I before he even turned 18, he was fighting MMA. To um, be honest, I think this fight that you booked, I thought these guys were going to fight at the pro level. I think if COVID didn't hit, Oscar would already be in the pros, and Alex would be getting close to the pros right now, and this could be a pro fight, to be honest with you. Absolutely, and I think the biggest also... The biggest setback of Oscar was his uh, in- his injury from the last fight he had, uh, where he dislocated his elbow. Sorry, I was uh, I was having a, a personal moment there for a second. You'll see it on the camera if you're watching the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was no, not. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. Oscar is Oscar coming back off of uh, injury. Yeah, he looks good too in camp. He got I saw he got cut in camp, but he already looks healed up. He looks in fit and in shape. I've been uh Facebook stalking him probably because I coached G Dot. But I, I think this is gonna be a, a great fight. No, for sure. For sure. Um I think honestly, I think this fight is definitely gonna go to the ground. Because they're both gonna be showing off their skills on the ground with this. I think if you're a fan of MMA, you're gonna watch this fight and be more excited about this fight. If you're a fan of Carnage, you're going to want to watch the main event because these two are great main co-main event uh, f- title fights. And, and they've kind of been going back and forth with each other, too. So, like I said, that, this fight for the both of them should have happened a while ago. Um, at, obviously, at the, one, at the 185 mm-hmm. class. But, you know, obviously, like I said, COVID kind of screwed everything up. Yeah, and Oscar and Gita almost fought once before, too. They were scheduled to fight, and it never happened either. So this is this is good. What weight class is this? Uh, Bantamweight. Oh, okay. They're, they're back to normal weight, huh? They didn't get the COVID pounds? <laughs> no, well, I, but, uh, Oscar was fighting at 125. And, oh. Uh, when he messaged me, he's like, listen, I just – He's like, I can't do 125 no more. Yeah. I, I definitely got to move up. He's a big dude for 25. Yeah, because his last fight was at was at 25. All right. What else we got? So let's move into the uh, kickboxing fights. We got a couple. Um, actually, got three title fights for kickboxing. Oh, man. K1? or Do you have any Muay Thai or is it all K1? No, just K1. Okay, cool. I'm a big uh, fan of the Muay Thai myself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think, you know, as we get back and we put her on shows, you know, I'm going to get into more uh, Muay Thai for sure. Yeah. Um, well, the fans but, don't like it as much anyway, so you're probably better off doing K1 fights because you got to sell well, the tickets. I just like to watch the fights. You know, we can definitely mix it in. <laughs> yeah. You know, obviously, I'm also looking at doing some different things with the cage, too. Um, you know, uh, different show. I, I was thinking actually about introducing, obviously, um, some working off of like wrestling tournaments, yeah, and getting like the high level wrestling guys and doing a show where you know they 
you do it, you know, in the cage. Obviously, you know, there's been other promotions that have done it before, but I've had a few people contact me about uh, doing something like that. That'd be pretty hot. I'd be down for that. Yeah, for sure. Probably doing like something like the night before. So it'd yeah. be like a two-day, you know, a two-day show, like the wrestling show for the first day and then the second day, you know. I, I got a lot of different things that we're working on. But anyways, uh, first fight, we have a uh, kind of a 165-pound title fight. So it was originally scheduled between Mark Murray and Ernest Johnson out of Schaefer MMA. Okay. But I, um, Mark Murray forgot to inform me that he had already fought Pro K1 a <laughs> few years ago. Oops. <laughs> How do you forget? You know, well, I don't know if he just forget or just didn't, you know, didn't you yeah. know, think about it. Well, he, what his defense was he never signed a contract with that promotion. Uh-huh. And basically the fight um, didn't count. But I was once I submitted the card to the state, the state went through it and they picked it up and you know said, Hey, you know, it's listed as a pro K one, he can't fight. Yeah. So and um, Mark Murray. Yeah. So we brought in um, another fighter to take that fight, um, Anthony Roberts. Oh man, that dude is a savage. Oh yeah. So I didn't know this was a kickboxing fight. I seen him like getting ready for a fight, I thought he was fighting MMA. This is I like that. So he did want to fight MMA. Um but uh, like I said, with just the whole weight thing, and also he was uh, he had a suspension mm-hmm. with the state from his last fight, so it took a little longer for him to get into doctors and get the clearance. So we had to get that cleared with the state. And finally, you know, once he got cleared, this came up, so he took this. So so this will be his first K one fight. All his other fights were all been MMA. Yeah, he's a serious striker though. This is a good fight. So yeah, for sure, this should be a really good fight. Um, the second K one is the 155 pound uh, K one that's. Uh, the champion Kenny Hale out of Bone, you know, versus Derek Patterson. Oh, Derek's my boy. He trains at my gym integrity and at Western New York MMA. So I gotta give it up for Derek. I'm a little biased in this one. Although I do like Kenny Hale too. I met him a bunch of times and he's a cool guy. Yeah. This is gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be a really good fight. You know, Derek is you know, he's tall, he's got some reach on mm-hmm. him, you know. So I think, you know, for sure it's going to be definitely uh, a really good fight. This is a classic style power matchup, man. This is going to be one you don't want to miss. And we're ready. We're ready for Kenny. So when he grabs us and the referee says break and he throws that knee, I'm going to be yelling at the ref. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched a lot of tape. I've watched a lot of tape on you, Kenny Hale. I know the deal. We drilled that. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, last but not least, uh, K1 title fight. We had 135 pound the champion, Kevin Hickson. Versus Sean Doyle. Oh, man. That's a really, really good fight. I, I was joking about the other... Uh, not really joking. Those are going to be good fights. But these two guys are for real skillful. Yeah. Kevin, um, uh, obviously, uh, he hasn't stopped. He's been training the whole time um, through COVID. Um, you know, he's all down in Cornell there. And mm-hmm. uh, he's with that vicious ambition. And um, I know... I. He was definitely training the whole time, uh, just throughout the whole thing. Um, he's actually, after this fight, wanted to move down in the 125-pound weight class because he's just stayed in shape. So he's, like, walking around at 135. Nice. You know, so, um, but I think uh, it's definitely a good fight, but Sean Doyle definitely, I believe, got a little more experience than him. Yeah, he's a solid, solid kickboxer. Very, very good. Had a good MMA debut for you guys, too. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. He had his first fight at uh, FCP, dude, and he he did a great job getting up. He got taken down. He didn't really do any jiu-jitsu, but he worked a lot of wrestling, a lot of escapes, and, dude, he was he was good, and he's on fire. Is he still in Western New York? I'm still in Western New York. I mean, he, um, he's been training weird with COVID. He's been, like, in just a tiny group of people, but they're always working, always working hard, so he's, it should be a really good fight. I'm glad he, he's still at his normal weight, too. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, there was a there was a quite a few people that I still kept in contact with. You know, I had a, a lot of fighters that would, you know, message me during COVID. You know, what's going on, and you know, just keep everybody up to date with what we were doing. You know, so. But uh, definitely, this is not a show you want to miss. You know, no, definitely not. It's been a year and a half. You know, I have a lot of debut fighters coming in, so definitely going to be a huge card. Are you guys sold out yet? I think we're probably at about ninety percent. I want to say. Okay. Uh, if you're not sold out, I'm gonna I'll check real quick if you're sold out or not. And if you're not, I'll click the link into this uh, yeah. podcast. So if you're I listening still- to this and you want to go to the show, just scroll down and click the link to buy tickets. If there's not any left, you were too slow. You should know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. We. Sh- I know we were at ninety percent uh, as of uh, this afternoon, so I know it's not sold out. So. Um- Everything obviously is going to be at the venue, the mainstreetarmory.com. Um, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping we're going to next week, we're going to see where we're at mm-hmm. and see possibly if we can open up a little more balcony seating. That'd be amazing. Um, yeah, because the balcony thing holds like 700 people up there. Yeah. And they've only re- allowed to release like 150 tickets up there. Didn't they open up the, um, the venues too uh, recently in New York? They did. Everything is pretty much open. I, I want to say um, things are at like 25%. Yeah, that's how it went up. Yeah, so you might be able to get more. That'd be amazing. I'm hoping just for the um, the balcony section because, you know, that's a first-come, first-served basis. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, with the floor, we just can't do anything because it was kind of mapped out and yeah. that's how we left it at that. So, but uh, we shall see. All right, that sounds amazing. Uh, any sponsors you want to thank before we uh, get out of here? Yeah, you know, all these sponsors uh, I'm going to thank now are with us from the start. We got um, uh, Rock Pawn Brokers, uh, Mad Hatter's Hideaways. Um, we have Fuse Creative. He does all our designs. Uh, Clear Choice, Here and In Balance. Um, they've been with us from the start. And last but not least, we have... Um, that's called uh, San Juan's at Norton's Pub. They're the official sponsor for the weigh-ins and for the official after party. Is that where the weigh-ins are again this year, or did you have to move yes. them somewhere else? Nope, the weigh-ins are going to be there. We, we're, we're good to go there. We're just going to be bringing in all the fighters. You know, we're probably going to be doing like three, four fights at a time. Gotcha. So we'll and get them weighed in and uh, squared off and stuff like that. So, But uh, the whole back section of the restaurant is just reserved just for us. Awesome, so, man. It's really good that you can at least yeah. keep some normalcy for you guys with your show. Yeah, and, and now that they opened up, you know, restaurants can stay open past midnight for the outdoor part. So that'll be it'll be good. We'll have a really nice after party there and uh, hopefully back to normal. Yeah, hopefully. It's, yeah, this this event could uh, set the tone. We're excited that we're, we're back, man. We Our podcast has yeah. been kind of dead. We usually like to get local fighters and stuff, and there's like nothing going on really anywhere. So when... Uh, yeah. Not doing much. Like I said, I was scared that they were going to force us to end up having to do an outdoor shows, 
you know, I'm I'm against. I hate outdoor shows. <laughs> I came close to doing one last year because there was no choice, but you just you just don't know. Yeah, Obviously, Rich you know, has not had a lot of good luck with his. It's been <laughs> the rain for the last two. The we poor were guy. We both times and we got poured on. We it, were soaking wet. You were heckling me while I was commentating. I will not forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but like I said, it's tough, and you got to have a special match for that cage, um, so that uh, I don't know if you remember. Remember the uh, TNT show at the fire department there in Tonawanda? Yes. When all the fighters, it was there was a lot of time slip and slide, yeah. It was slip and slide. Yeah, yes. when Keith Frant fought Bubba Norton, I'll never forget that they were both like it was like they were ice skating by the time they got to the main event. Oh, oh, yeah. it was so crazy. I remember it. I still remember it. Yeah, I got the DVD. <laughs> that was probably the one of the best fights I've ever seen, though, because of it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that was a great fight. All right, man, we're gonna let you out of here. And, all right, man, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on there. You know, and uh, we'll definitely we'll see you. Uh, you see us at the show for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Thank you. Yeah.